I love the Lord because the Lord has heard my voice and my supplication. Because the Lord inclined God's ear to me, therefore will I call on the Lord as long as I live. the Bible teaches us that if we say that we have no sin, then we are strangers to the truth and we deceive only ourselves. But the very same Bible also teaches us that God, who is merciful and just, stands always ready to cleanse us of any unrighteousness. We need not fear confession, only draw near to our Maker who knows us and who loves us. Let us confess our sins together responsively and then in silence. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Have mercy on us, O God. We have left undone those things you have called us to do. Have mercy on us, O God. We have done those things that we should not have done. Have mercy on us, O God. We have failed to live as you call us to live. Have mercy on us, O God. 
renew a right spirit within us. And grant us peace through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture lesson today comes to us from John's Gospel in the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and returned to the table and said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Later, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. 
My senior year of college, I lived with three of my closest friends, Cassie, Mike, and Shad. After a rough freshman year where I met a few people but didn't find my group, I found my friends during my sophomore year at the Presbyterian Campus Ministry. And over that year, we became each other's people. Then we spent three years hanging out and became really close, caring for each other through ups and downs. Our senior year, when we became housemates, we had our normal squabbles, and we had moments of fun, all of what comes with life together. There's a meal I remember probably from around March of that year. A meal where I had an almost out-of-body experience as the four of us were having fun preparing dinner together in the kitchen. I was aware that soon all of this would be coming to an end. I would be moving across the country to go to grad school, and there were all kinds of emotions that had built up for me around that. I was excited to be going to seminary, something I had been waiting and preparing for for close to a decade. But I was anxious about moving from Arizona to New Jersey, a place where there was actually snow. And I was truly sad to be leaving my friends. As we made dinner that night, laughing, enjoying being with one another, there was a brief moment I felt part of what was happening, but also like I was seeing it from the outside, realizing how sacred and beautiful this moment was, and how soon it would be no more, how even though we would stay friends, it would never be the same. We had grown and learned with and from one another during those formative college years. But now the time had come to be sent out. I know they are vastly different stories, yet there are also some similarities in what the disciples were experiencing as they gathered for a meal. For this meal, we remember and celebrate on Monday, Thursday. The disciples were likely what we would call college-aged. Some scholars say that when Jesus called them, they were in their late teens, and so now they were probably in their late teens or early 20s. They had spent three years together, learning and loving, arguing and supporting, often not completely getting what Jesus was teaching them, but still growing. As they gathered for the meal that night, did they realize what this meal was? that it was more than just another Passover meal? Did they know how special it was that Jesus washed their feet before the meal, something a servant would normally do, not a teacher, a rabbi? Did they know that it would never be the same, even amongst them, that on this evening, one of their group would choose to value money over them, over the disciples and Jesus' safety? Did they know that this was the last time they would share a meal with Jesus before his death? Did they pause and take it all in? Or was it just another one of the many confusing but intensely spiritual moments they had shared with Jesus over these past three years? 
Did they have any idea that within hours they would question everything, whether they had gotten it all wrong? And that in the midst of all of that, they were being sent out to carry on Jesus' work. I realize that's a lot of questions, and we don't have the answers. It's easy for Monday, Thursday to become a part of the ritual, a part of Holy Week. But what is its invitation for us? Yes, it's a time when we celebrate Jesus sharing the Last Supper with his disciples, instituting the sacrament of communion, sharing God's love with us in tangible form. And yes, this is beautiful and sacred and part of why we gather. But it was also the night that the disciples' world fell apart, when one of their own betrayed their Lord and teacher, betrayed them, perhaps breaking their trust of one another. Jesus was arrested, and the next day publicly executed by the state. And even before this, as they were gathered around the table, what was Jesus doing, washing their feet? And what did he mean when he told them that they should do the same thing, do a servant's job and wash one another's feet, to do as he did, to love one another? Like so much of life, this moment when they gathered around the table is charged. It's sacred, intimate, beautiful, powerful, life-giving and life-altering, complicated, confusing, grief-filled, and more. That's part of the invitation of Monday Thursday to let life be messy and complicated, sometimes simultaneously breathtaking and heartbreaking, and to know that Jesus is in the midst of that. Jesus offers a way for us to tangibly be reminded of God's sustenance and love as we gather at the table. And he also tells the disciples to take care of one another, A command, I believe, applies to us as well. Part of the invitation of Monday Thursday is an invitation to love. When Jesus says to love one another, he is sending them out. But he is also literally telling them to love the people gathered in the room. Jesus knows that the journey ahead won't be easy for them, and that they will need to support each other to make it through. He knows it will be hard, that they will disagree on big things, that it would at times be in danger of all falling apart, and that sending them out would take them physically away from one another. He also knew that we need community, and that they had to be in this together to have the support they would each need to make it through just as we are in this life together, loving one another as we share a journey of discipleship. Again and again, when Jesus talks about what really matters, he comes back to love, 
love of God, love of neighbor, love of each other, God's love for us. Love doesn't make life any simpler. Sometimes it seems to make life a lot more complicated, but it is at the heart of what makes life matter. Life is all kinds of beautiful and painful and messy, but love can conquer all. We come to the table with those we love and with those who love us, even as we do it virtually this year, to be fed by and reminded of God's love, a love that is with us through whatever life will bring, and a love that sends us forth so that others might know of this love too. Amen.
words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes. With thanksgiving, let us offer God our grateful praise. Let us pray together. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, O Lord our God, creator and ruler of the universe. You brought forth bread from the earth and created the fruit of the vine. You made us in your image and freed us from the bonds of slavery. You claimed us as your people and made covenant to be our God. You fed us manna in the wilderness and brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey. When we forgot you and our faith was weak, you spoke through prophets, calling us to turn again to your ways. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with the celestial choirs and with all the faithful of every time and place, who forever sing to the glory of your name. Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, whom you sent to deliver us from the bondage of death and slavery to sin. In humility, he descends from your heights to kneel in obedience to love's commands. He who is boundless takes on the bondage of our sin. He who is free takes our place in death's prison. In the deserts of our wanderings, he sustains us, giving us his body as manna for our weariness. The cup of suffering which he drank has become for us the cup of salvation. In his death, he ransomed us from death's dominion. In his resurrection, he opened the way to eternal life. Remembering all your mighty and merciful acts, we take this bread and this wine from the gifts you have given us and celebrate with joy the redemption won for us in Jesus Christ. Accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, as a living and holy offering of ourselves, that our lives may proclaim the one crucified and risen. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. May your Spirit unite us with the living Christ and with all who are baptized in his name, 
that we may be one in ministry in every place, as this bread is Christ's body for us, send us out to be the body of Christ in the world. Lead us, O God, by the power of your Spirit to live as love commands, bound to Christ. Set us free for joyful obedience and glad service. As Jesus gave his life for ours, help us to give our lives for others with humility and persistent courage. Give us strength to serve you faithfully until the promised day of resurrection, when, with the redeemed of all the ages, we will feast with you at your table in glory. Through Christ, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in the Holy Church, now and forever. And hear us as we pray the prayer our Savior taught us. Our Our Father, Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The gifts of God for the people of God. Let Let us us keep keep the the feast. feast.
Let us pray. God of grace, your Son, Jesus Christ, left us this holy meal of bread and wine in which we share his body and blood. May we who have celebrated this sign of his great love show in our lives the fruits of his redemption. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <laughs> 